Welcome to the Synergy Thrive Podcast. I'm Kelly Cole, founder of Energy of Thrive Tribe and creator of Synergy Thrive Academy. This is a podcast for ambitious moms who are tired of feeling like a lack of energy and constant stress is preventing them from fulfilling their highest purpose. What if all the pieces you need to make that happen reside within you? Connecting the spirit, your brain, your body, your gut, and your mind creates a balance and synergy to thrive. Here is to thriving women. May we know them, may we be them, may we raise them. This is the Synergy Thrive Podcast. Hello, it's Kelly. I wanted to drop a quick note and make sure that everybody has a chance to experience the types of things that I've experienced in my meditation practice. And there's always a place to start. So if you're looking for that place and you want to see what it's like to have a guided meditation that can carry you in and out of how to breathe and what to do and guide you through the beginning steps of this process, then please go to signup.synergythrive.org forward slash breathe. Again, that is signup.synergythrive.org forward slash breathe to get your very own free download so that you can start your very own practice and experience the amazing results that come along with meditation. Hello, my gorgeous thriving soul. Today, I'm so happy to welcome you here and we are gonna have this conversation all around messages and signs and really talking about those times in our lives when we may need to be more open to them and how they could look and what they might show up like. And I'm going to give you some insight into a very personal story about something that happened with one of my times in my life that lasted over the course of a few years, but that I had a very consistent message and symbol that kept coming through to me and I knew how much I needed to embrace it and I want to share that story with you. This story for anyone out there as ambitious mamas, we are ambitious in more than just supporting the things that we want to in our life in terms of career and money. We are also ambitious in terms of being moms and having families and looking for a timeline that's on our time for those things. Um, This is a story that has to do with a journey through infertility. I encourage anyone who is currently going and walking in that journey just to understand that this is a story about that struggle. And clearly I have two beautiful children who are healthy and Um, That is the outcome for me. I just want to tell you that this could be a triggering conversation. If you're in that place, Um, it could also be inspiring and allow you to open your mind into something that might be needed to be heard for you. So um, however you want to put that on your heart today, if you want to encourage or if you want to listen to this or if you want to set this episode aside for another day, whatever feels right for you. But that is really the heart of this conversation. Cannot wait to jump right in.
Welcome to the Synergy Thrive Podcast. I'm Kelly Cole, founder of Energy of Thrive Tribe and creator of Synergy Thrive Academy. This is a podcast for ambitious moms who are tired of feeling like a lack of energy and constant stress is preventing them from fulfilling their highest purpose. What if all the pieces you need to make that happen reside within you? Connecting the spirit, your brain, your body, your gut, and your mind creates a balance and synergy to thrive. Here is to thriving women. May we know them, may we be them, may we raise them. This is the Synergy Thrive Podcast. So let's talk about signs and messages and When I'm talking, when I'm even saying that, what I'm really saying is that the simplest things in our lives can just be meant to be there for a purpose of having a message conveyed to you. And if you're open to these things, you begin to hear the messages. Sometimes we are going through these phases in life where we're just struggling more. And, you know, from that standpoint, I have, I wish that I was talented in the artistic way because I have this vision in my head and I can describe it to you, but it reminds me of the, um, the poem, which was footprints in the sand. And so the footprints in the sand, it's all about how this person just, you know, is looking at their life. And um, for those of you who listen to this podcast, you know that I am a deep, deep believer in the divine and the universe as one giant entity of a godlike being. And that for me, being raised as a Christian, I always um, relate that in my head to Jesus. But I know for other people, it's other things and other highly ascended spiritual masters, if you will, and mystics. And these are all, you know, different ways and different types of entities that people will have in their lives that they connect to because you are just meant to understand that these are your connection points. These are your bridges into your connection for a higher level of yourself through recognizing that divine within you. And so I only say that to say this footprints in the sand is is with Jesus. And he's looking back at his life with Jesus. And he's like, these are the times I see two footprints. And then I see one. I see one set when I was completely devastated, when I was going through the hardest times in my life. Like, why? You left me. You left me. And he was like, no, I was carrying you. That's why you saw one. Um. That makes me tear up to even say it. So in my mind, I have just in meditation, I've seen kind of this cycle that happens where it's through these lessons that we're meant to learn and they you struggle, you struggle, you're carried, you lean into the divine. And when you pass through on the other side of that struggle and that lesson, it's like you're transformed into this like you know into flight and you're like pushed up into the sky and you're soaring and that's more of a metaphor for like freedom and like how it's joy joyfulness and the things that you're letting into your life and you're up there and then 
inevitably another another lesson will come, another struggle will come, and you start to come back down and you're more in the you know, lower place where you're walking again and you're searching again and then you're carried again and then you go up again and you're, you know, it's like the cycle of life that we continue to see and the struggles and the ups and downs. And when I think of it that way, I don't see this linear pattern. I literally just see this circle that we like go and go and go. But the center of it is always that when you are in struggle, the divine is there. It is always accessible accessible. It's always within you. Um, and people are put within our lives to teach us things. People are placed, whether they are always there, whether they are a, a short-term, you know, plate person who's not there for long, whether they're your long-term person who's always there, people are there to teach you these things and be a part of the message and be a part of your signs that you're supposed to hear and understand. So from that, I will simply say that um, I will start to tell my story. So as, um, as I was entering into the, the end of my 20s, I was just, I was a pediatric nurse at the time. I was about to enter into nurse practitioner schooling, which was probably one of the most stressful experiences I'd ever had in my life. And I really desperately wanted to start a family. And as a pediatric nurse, I was also caring for children who were very ill or very injured. We're at the trauma center for our tri-state area. And those injuries are various in nature. Some purposeful, some not purposeful. It's, you know, tough business to be in. And more so when I felt like this extremely primitive pull that I was, you know, supposed to be in the place of starting a family. But it was also, um, it was beyond this, like, biological clock ticking thing. And I, th- I just thought that it was, like, time and There were a lot of ways in which I also was just trying to force things. I felt like this would just be happening. Um, You know, I, I just wasn't patient at all. And then as the stress built with school and things of that nature, my life was not in a calm place whatsoever. And if I think back on... I mean, just my purpose, my perspective now is so completely different. It's insane. But, you know, um, through walking in a health journey as well, I just realized how I was appearing to be very healthy, but I was not. I was not healthy. I was not sleeping well. I was not coping with stress. I was letting all of that just riddle me with anxiety and completely allowing stress to rule my being. I was snippy. I was mean. I was everything um, that you wouldn't want to be around for my poor husband. And I was impatient with this process. I just felt so frustrated and I felt even more frustrated and verging into anger the more that I saw children who were not being cared for. And I was like, I would be you know, I would, I would go to the end of the world to make sure that nothing happened to this child. Like, how can this happen? And, 
Um, I just, there were so many different layers to it. Um, and I will just kind of leave it at that. So in this time, I, we had moved and I was back in my home and that was more removed from the downtown life and the walking to eat out all the time and walking to drink all the time and things like that. And so it was a little more settled, but still very stressful. And I was in the grocery store and I was literally standing in the produce with like the carrots and stuff. And this guy just came up to me and I didn't know him at all. He was a little older than I was. And he just kind of said, you know, I think I was wearing my scrubs. Um, he kind of just said something to the effect of like, you, um, you really give your everything, don't you, into your job. And I was like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I work really hard. And there was something about him that he just seemed genuinely nice. And he um, seemed like I was, I just didn't know him, but I knew I could tell like he didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't have any bad feelings about him. So I was like, oh, I'll talk to this person. And um, he just kind of chatted with me for a few minutes and our conversation quickly turned and he just said I just feel like I um I want to tell you that I think we should just pray and to protect the children and I was like okay so here I am literally standing by the carrots in my scrubs praying with this random man and there are just people shopping around us and it is what it is and um as he started, he kind of said, like, I'm just going to um, pray and I want to pray a prayer for the children because you're a pediatric nurse and all of this kind of stuff. And I was like, OK, so we're doing it. And he started praying and the prayer went into, um, you know, a protective prayer. And then he started praying for the moms of the children, at which at which point I I just broke down crying. I just lost it. And so now here I am by the carrots and my scrubs crying my face off. Um, and you know, he finished the prayer and then he just looked at me and said, you are going to be an amazing mom. And I hope you know that. And I lost it more. I just, I felt like this was something that was completely um, out of the blue and, you know, completely meant for me. And I felt it deep within my soul. And he said, I have something for you if you want it. Um, and I said, okay. Actually, that's not true. He, I, We both, like, I'm crying. And then he's like, okay, okay. And then I said, thank you for praying with me. And then he kind of walked away. And then he turned around and came back. And said, I have something for you if you want it. And I was like, well, what is it? And he pulls this red box out of his pocket. And it's like a jewelry box. And I flipped it open. And it was a little medallion pendant with a necklace. And um, I'm not Catholic. I, I've never been raised with Mother Mary or any of the saints or any of those things. Um, my father always had like a pendant around his neck for one of the saints and I was never 
it was just never really introduced to me. So if this was a Mother Mary pendant and I said, okay, well, thank you. And, um, that was it. And he walked away and, um, I never saw him again, but I had this pendant and, you know, when I say that people are put here to teach us and to teach us things in our life, um, I also think that it's so important to just be open to it. If I wasn't open to talking to him, if I wasn't willing to allow that part of myself to be receiving, then I would have never had that experience. And it was the initiation of a very long experience. And I still have that pendant today. And um, it's just one of those things. So when you're thinking that a message means like you can't, uh, I guess I'm just trying to say, if you're sitting here saying, I need a sign and I need a message and you already have decided in your head what that message looks like, then you might miss it. You have to completely wipe the slate clean for what you think you need and allow yourself to be open to what you might need that the divine knows will speak to you. And it might not be the thing that you think. So you have to just be open to it. You have to be more aware of um, letting go, just letting go and let yourself be open to receive whatever it looks like. It's not going to look like a maybe a booming voice or like a writing in the sky or, you know, you never know. And a lot of times it can come through a person. It can come through someone who's close to you and someone you know, or it can come from a perfect stranger like happened to me. I mean, this was a perfect stranger and I was so grateful. He said the exact thing that I needed to hear in that moment. And it felt very meant for me. And I was so, so grateful for it. So. Putting, um, fast forwarding, I ended up just feeling so connected once I got home and I took that pendant out and I used it in a way that was more just, I wanted to hold it. And it made me feel like I was building this connection because I was so desperate at that point. I felt like I just wanted to let go of the things that I kept forcing. I suddenly, instead of just saying, can I please, can I please, can I please have this? I switched into more of a, will this just happen on your timeline? Just let me know, please like help me calm down about the timeline. Just let me release and it, let it be in your time, but please just allow it to happen because I feel that this is meant for me and I want to be a mother and I want all of these things and please just allow this, you know, to happen. So we went through multiple fertility um, appointments and we went to two different specialists. And um, I think I will have to save, you know, my realization of how my own body and how I was so disconnected from my own body in so many ways, but that's such a different story. So I'm going to have to save that for a different episode. But suffice to say that um, if I would know now what I knew then, I think I would have had such a different outcome. And, um, you know, that was huge for me. 
I really had a lot of understanding that I needed to unlock and a lot of releasing to do around control of the scenario. Instead of just trying to force, 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 I really needed to let go, let go, let go, and focus on having a healthy, healthy, healthy version of myself. And that was not just physical. Um, and so that that's all I'd say about that. Okay, so I would use I would use um, my pendant and I slept in it and I prayed with it. And like every night I just, you know, said that prayer and the prayer was really just like thinking, you know, for all of my experience and everything that I had and how grateful I was, but also having a request to allow this ha to happen, to allow this to happen on the timeline that it was meant to happen, essentially, and allowing that to be out of my hands, you know, for now and like just letting go. And so I eventually did have an opportunity to um, have that happen. And I finally became pregnant with in vitro fertilization. And um, I have a healthy healthy child and I was so ecstatic and over the moon and um it was an amazing amazing journey for me I feel like this was an integral piece of what I needed to be able to start experiencing the type of power that just activating your divine within you and allowing the process of letting go and receiving to unfold. And that was a lesson I needed to learn there. So I didn't, I didn't expect when my daughter was born that her little life was just so fiery and she's so fun. I, I just, you know, becoming a parent and becoming a mother is one of the most amazing, amazing experiences. And, um, it was more than I ever thought that it could be and challenged me in ways that I would have never expected. Um, and as I've shared before, within three months of my daughter being born, my father was, um, fell very, very ill. So it was a lot going on in that time frame. And I think in the back of my mind, um, there was also... I don't know that I want to call it a guilt, but like a question in my mind about what we were doing. Because using in vitro fertilization, clearly not the natural way, quote, to conceive. And I had been working with a person at that time who I felt was very religious, she was very Catholic, and not, I mean, Granted, she's not a very PC person. And uh, she basically thought it was funny to make jokes um, and kind of said something to the effect of like, well, because it was not just me going into this whole realm. There were three women around me within our same team who were also having to do in vitro fertilization. So it was crazy. And all of us were supporting each other. And actually, there's four of us. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
So, you know, it was like this whole process and it's happened to all of us. And anyway, her comment was that you're assisting God, quote, and it felt very off. And I was like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. So I think I had these echoes in my mind that maybe this wasn't right or, you know, I shouldn't be doing this or should I, or is this still divine timing? If this is how it's happening and like all of these questions were coming in and they were still there by the time that my daughter was two and she's about to turn two maybe. And I was ready to start again. And I had embryos that we hadn't used. And so I wanted to use them and we started going through the process again. And I think that at this point in time, I was like, okay, I knew this drill. Um, you know, I think it'll be easier because I just know more about what to expect and all this stuff. And it was not, it was not easier for me. Um, the second time around ended up, there were of course struggles within like a financial piece because my insurance company, um, would only pay for certain things and certain number of things. And you had to abide within that framework or you were paying thousands and tens of thousands of dollars just straight out of pocket. And so we were struggling with all these kinds of decisions and what I thought was going to happen was that we would just use one of the frozen embryos and then that would be that. But with the number of attempts that we were allowed to have at a frozen embryo transfer, for any of you who's, who are not familiar with the in vitro fertilization process, um, I'm so sorry. Basically, they, they take the one, um, or at least this is what my people did. They take the ones that are looking the healthiest and looking the best and they keep them and they freeze them and they... Um, mark them as, you know, which ones to be used for if you want to do it again. And so we were at that place where we were ready to do it again. And this was such a struggle, I think, because mentally I prepared myself to just have an easier process. And what had happened was I had a few failed cycles that just, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't do anything. They didn't grow. And I was heartbroken because I felt like I was back in the same place all over again. And I was like having this whole question in my mind, like maybe it's because I'm not supposed to be doing this or maybe, you know, I'm forcing it again and I'm, I, I don't know, like, what am I supposed to do? And my dad is so sick and I feel like I still want him to meet my child and he won't be here. I was so, it, it was so convoluted. There was so much to it. And Within that process, we ended up having to do another completely whole cycle all over again, which meant a longer cycle with more medications and a more invasive procedures to get back to like a brand new starting place because that was the only option I had left. And so I did it. And the day that I went to have the embryo put in, which sounds so weird, but that's what they do. And they tell you an exact time and all these things. I remember I was getting ready and I was just, I think I was like rushing a little bit. I was very stressed. I was not in a good place mentally. I was trying to get my daughter ready. And, um, she went, she was playing. She was like in my jewelry stuff playing and 
tattoos in my necklaces and everything and have like a bunch of random costume jewelry she loved it was like all glittery and stuff and so she's in there and I'm getting dressed and she came around the corner and she was holding something up to me and I looked and I said well what is this and she had picked the dullest most unexciting thing out of the whole slew of stuff that was over there and it was my Mary medallion and it hit me so hard i fell to my knees and i held under her little baby hand and i held that medallion and i just cried in that moment the gut punch was there it was so clear the message was so clear that I am here, this is for you, it will be okay, it will happen. Like all of these things were the things that I like felt and knew and heard when I got that from her. And I had not had my medallion back out in this process. I had just put it in my things and life was so busy and stressful and I hadn't come back to my prayer and my discussion and not as deeply as I had been in it before. And this was my sign. This was so like a lightning bolt came and just like struck us. Like I am for this. I'm for you. And it also was this releasing of the echoes in my mind that maybe what I was doing was not okay. And it made me feel like it was. And that cycle was successful in that we had our son. I think that, you know, the other things that come into my mind are, as I like look back on this whole concept of are the things that we do okay and is it okay if we're you know maybe pursuing something that's more scientific and doesn't seem as natural and it always comes back to me to this really simple place of just an answer that says the idea came from somewhere it doesn't matter if it's a scientist or wherever the idea came from it it's all part of an idea of a collective mind of the ability to do these things and it's okay to use them. It's not like things are good or bad. Like there isn't good and bad and all of this, like it's just there. And, um, that was really, um, the message that I needed to hear. And so the other thing that I think is so important is that the people that are placed within our lives to deliver these messages, they might not be older than you and wiser than you. They might be your child. They might be that little innocent child who has so much more clear joy and divinity, so accessible within them, so much easier than all of us who've been more jaded and, you know, programmed to kind of like throw it out and discount it. And they might be your children. So don't hold judgment when your child says something to you. Don't, you know, dismiss it when they say something that you're like, damn, that was, that was deep or like, that was really wise. And 
They know. They know like we do. If you hold judgment against them, you're holding the same judgment for yourself. And really, we aren't meant to hold any judgment for ourselves or for anyone else. And allowing that channel to be open to yourself too. Going a step further, I think that it's even our job to empower them in it, to let them have their voice. As parents, what more could we do than to show them that the what you said was good, what you said helped me, what you said I needed to hear that. If you know things and you feel like that's something that someone needs to hear, you should tell them. Our children, if we are doing this right, will be the ones who are able to express more freely, who are able to point out the things that need to be said, who are able to just walk in, have less judgment and be the messengers and have empowerment around it, they will be our world changers. And so that is what I leave you with for today. Empower those little kiddos, listen to your messages, release the things that you're trying to hold a timeline on and empower yourself to be open in that acceptance and empower your children, empower yourself to listen to them. My prayer for you today is that you find beauty in even the smallest thing. If you are hoping to have this moment of an opening or needing some transformation, please listen to the free download that we have, which is a free meditation and it's a breath work. We called it the life energy meditation and breath work. And this transformation is whatever you want it to be. So if you know that you're looking for a place to allow some release and like ask for that timeline to be opening for you or walk and step into your empowerment or allow yourself to view the messages and the messengers around you, please download our free life energy breathwork and meditation. And that is at signup.synergythrive.org forward slash breathe. Again, that's signup.synergythrive.org forward slash breathe. I love you guys so much and thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey guys. It's me, and I wanted to drop in for you especially, my listeners of the Synergy Thrive podcast, because we are starting something new. And it's so important for me to share this with you because we want you guys to be some of the very first people to experience this. If you're listening to the Synergy Thrive podcast, then you're clearly starting to take those baby steps and starting to think about your own synergy. And if that's true for you, then I have a very special offer. We are starting a monthly membership. It's called the Synergy Collective. So if you're struggling with feeling that disconnection from yourself, you know you're ready to start letting go of stress, letting in joy, having that impact your life and the people around you, and especially our children and those around us, especially these relationships that are so important to us, then this is the place for you. In the Synergy Collective, we are going to have a live monthly meeting. We're going to have breathwork sessions and meditation sessions, and we're going to have 
at your fingertips information that you can access anytime along with our own community. And we really can't wait for everyone to start jumping in and joining us so that we can support you in your own Synergy journey. If you're ready to check this out, you can go to signup.synergythrive.org forward slash members and check out all of the information we have for you there so that you can see what you would like and which choices you think you want to join with. And again, that is signup.synergythrive.org forward slash members. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us on the Synergy Thrive podcast. I hope this episode helped you take one more step towards your synergy and brought you one level higher to fulfilling your highest purpose. Please rate and review this podcast. Each review helps other ambitious moms just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot of your review and tag me on Instagram at Synergy Thrive. I will see you in the next episode.